Welcome back to the latest episode of Commerce and Chill. I am Jessica Johnson Co. <laughs> I'm Wally. Hi, Wally. Hey, Jess. How's it going? Everything is copacetic, as the old folks used to say. Copacetic. Copacetic. I've heard that in a long time. Yeah, that's what happens when you work too much and you start going into the re- recesses of your mind and pulling out old vernacular. Or it's just part of your last name. Copacetic. Yeah. Oh. See, somebody is on the ball today. So, Commerce and Chill Land, last episode, if you were with us, I had challenged you to help us get our subscriptions up fivefold. Did we make it, team? Well, we're up. I don't know we if we're... Seven new we got seven new subscribers, and uh, the team has been doing some real strategy planning, so... I don't know. It's. I think it's going to be, uh, might be more than five times. Okay. Well, you, you might have to give Volquez a, a promotion. But I'm looking at our newest team member, Mr. Volquez. Hi, Mr. Volquez. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Handling the camera. He's working behind the scenes, or as they say, BTS. And Mr. Remember, Mr. Volquez's job, stability, depends on us getting our subscriptions up fivefold. No pressure. No pressure. So if you want Mr. Volquez to keep his job, Subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Subscribe for your boss. Get the numbers up. Or somebody get a picture of Mr. Volquez. He'll be back on the job market. Yo, bro. He's like, a nice guy. So let's keep him working like, here. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm like, I don't know. Whoa. God damn. I'm scared. No. <laughs> Sorry. So I beat that out. Oh, my goodness. Luckily, we have a loving, joking culture here, boy. People will be sweating bullets around here. But you know what they says that that which doesn't get measured doesn't get done. That is true. So and we're trying to get it done with the subscriptions because we have a lot of good information to share with you and the larger Commerce and Chill community. They just don't realize that they're part of the Commerce and Chill community yet. So help put them on and help them subscribe. If you don't do anything else today. Help somebody subscribe. Because, again, Mr. Volquez is a really nice guy, and we want him to keep his job, and I hope you do, too. <laughs> okay. Well, look, look, how was your week? Let me talk so I can make sure busy. I keep my job. Oh, yeah, you have a job because we have a lot of work to do when we finish. So okay, we're not going to waste the people's time today. We're going to get right to the point. So since this COVID thing started, there have been a lot of different grant opportunities as well as contests and pitch competitions and because there have been so many people who, how many how many have you participated in Ooh, that's a good question P- the pitch competition the pitch competition so we've submitted responses for at least four different pitch competitions how many how many, how many have we won have we won have you won zero. have you and hamlet won zero so zero we're oh for four and, and you're giving volquez <laughs> pressure about Five Xing, you and Hamlet have been zero for four. Okay. Okay. And what's your point? How does it feel? It doesn't. It, well, I'm okay with it. Really, I am. Because it just means that those four competitions weren't the pitch competitions that we were supposed to win. Okay. And that there were a lot of other submissions that people considered. For whatever reason, other people were chosen. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who applied for a lot of the grants and other pitch. Pitch competitions that are going on for to get funds for whatever covert related or small business relief who probably got re, who probably didn't get selected or rejected, whatever um, term you want to use for it. So, so so is life. So go ahead. I was going to say, like, it seemed like you were kind of saying that we lost. 
Is that where you're going toward? I mean, yeah. Because I think, dude. You, you didn't. You didn't get it. So technically, you lost. Okay. I don't like that response. Well, I don't. I don't agree with that response. But okay, I, because. Oh, you're gonna take it to from the previous episode when it's like, I don't. If I don't win, I learn. Yeah. Oh, here we go with that again. But go ahead. Yeah, but so so in talking with the team in preparation for today's episode, we wanted to talk about rejection. Okay. Right. So I think that there's a so difference. Oh, for four. There's definitely some rejection there. Who are you, the campaign with Tumbo? You're right. That's the fifth floor problem. Okay. Not in my house. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. house. I mean, I mean, I got rejected too over during COVID for some stuff we applied for. Tell me about it. Well, uh, recently we applied for the uh, Google Acceler- Google Podcast, Podcast Accelerator. Accelerator. Hi, Google. Ooh, we and put a lot of work into that too. We got like the whole all hands on deck. Yeah, everybody on the team got involved. You had to do a budget. You had to like write out these different. Um, sorry, I'm getting a text message here. Make sure nothing's going crazy. You had to answer sides. questions about. Had to your answer these questions. Or you had to like submit a little background about all the team members. So, it, it like it wasn't a whole lot of work, but it was enough work. And what people don't understand, and maybe they do, and they I don't know. Everybody's a different perspective. When you put these grants and programs out for small businesses to apply for. We're small businesses for a reason. And when you say small business, that means probably 75, 80% to let's say 85% of the time, the owners, the principals are involved in what is going on to apply for these grants or these programs. So let me just share some light for you. The more complicated you make it, the more time we spend on it. And then you reject us or you don't select us. That could have been time we were putting to our business that could have generated some revenue or other clients or some type of other business opportunity. So I'm not knocking you, but just take it into consideration when you create these applications. Make them short and sweet. Select the people fast and let them know yes or no so we can get back to running the business because that's what's bringing in the income for our teams and for us as business owners. But I ain't hating. And I get it. So, yeah, I got the email from Google not to, I don't know, was it earlier? Was it last week? I think it was the generic email. Yes. Thank you for applying. We've had so many people from all over the world apply. We're sorry to inform you that you weren't selected. But you know what? But means when they put that in a sentence, ever you add a but, remember conjunction junction? Whenever you add a but, you basically negate everything that came before the but. Right. But you can go and look at these resources and you can always apply again. Nah. What's that thing? Shame on. Fool me once. (laughs) Somebody bring up the George Bush one. That's the best one. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on. Shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. But I'm like, it's all good. So, yeah, I, I took a, I took a couple of L's too during it. So, I don't know. So, is it really that you lost or that you just didn't make the cut that time? No, no. I'm comfortable with saying I lost. I don't see it as they a didn't, loss. They didn't shoot. The goal was for, to, for us to get in. 
and we didn't get in. So we lost. Now, the thing is, how does the loss affect me? That's another question. But we listen, either you're first or you're last. That's it. You don't get in a race to be like, oh, I came in eighth place. But guess what? 20 people behind me, they were in 20, what did I say, eighth place? They were ninth, 10th or whatever. Like, nah, you want to win. So I didn't win. I lost. So and I'm good with it. Let's just clarify. It was a team effort. It, well, let me rephrase that. The team lost. And let me clarify. The team came out with some great um, insights. It was good. About Hamlet was really what upset. we do here at Commerce and Chill. It's tired of taking L's. It also gave us some clarity around how we could improve the podcast. And No, they didn't tell us how we could improve it. They didn't tell us how we could. Their email was, you reject it. But here's some resources you could go to. Sorry. They didn't give us no feedback to improve. I just want to put that. I didn't say that. Oh, I thought you said feedback. that. My bad. Okay. But the process, Sorry. the process gave us insight as to how we could improve the podcast. Yeah. Some of the questions you had to answer and the other things. So yeah. Gives you more insight into what you're doing because the questions they ask you make you think about Hmm, how are we doing this? Or why? Or why do are we that? doing it? Or why aren't we doing this in that third? And some of that got incorporated into the strategy sessions yesterday and today. So we're going to have a whole new machine coming out content-wise. You broke your pen. I broke my pen with this little sparkles. Content-wise coming out for um, our different brands. Right. So that was a win. That was a W, WC. Yeah, but that was, yeah, thank you. That was a win for applying some of the information from it to do something else but the goal was to get in the program so for that goal i lo we lost so let's get back to rejection I, we got rejected so you all know, if you don't know we need I a button the sound effect for rejection <laughs> and so my primary source is mirror webster dictionary okay and what's the definition for rejection? Well, I don't really like the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Because they use the word reject in the definition. Yeah. I think yeah. that is so lazy. And the definition of rejection is the action of rejecting the state of being rejected. What? So my backup, when it's not the Urban Dictionary, is etymology online. Etymology. So to understand what's the origin of the word. So the word rejection was originally used in the 1550s. And so that, that the word for the French word rejection um, is from the Latin word reactionem, reactionem, which means the act of throwing back. All right. Now you play tennis. Yeah. You played tennis up until your college years. You're competitive. Yeah. Right. And so you have to hit the ball back to the opponent. Yeah. Right? If you well, don't I win, try to. You, you try to. <laughs> and you don't win unless you hit it back. and either Or they hit it out. They hit it out. They could. I don't have to hit it back to win. <laughs> All I do when, when we go back to school and we have practice, I would just stand there and just be trying to hit one spot constantly. I'm like, like I, you don't try to hit them to hurt them. You just want the ball to, to hit them because it's harder. Like, if, if I hit the ball to you and I hit it over here, you just stand there and then you reach out and... But if you if you if it's in and you don't hit it back, then yeah, then you lose. I lose. Then you lose. Just like I lost with the Google application. So if you're a tennis fan, rejected. know that rejection is throwing it back 
to help you prepare for the win. Okay. So I'm throwing it. So I'm going to throw it back at Google to set me up for the win. You want to throw it back to the team and say, team, what do we have to do differently so that next time we'll meet what Google is looking for? Maybe they won't be here next time. Or you realize that maybe what Google had to offer isn't what we needed. And so you look for something else. Amen. Throw it back for the win. Okay. So we were rejected. So rejection and failure. If you got rejected for something, you were going to, so you ended up failing. No, no. See, I think that there's a difference between rejection and failure. Well, the goal was to win something and you didn't. So is that a failure? Did you fail? For the 0 for 4? No. Okay. I didn't fail. Because part of submitting, for part of even going through the exercise, the experience of submitting pitch responses for these competitions was to practice our pitching. And so it helped us to kind of hone in on what our message was, hone in and how we wanted to present that message. And it allowed the team to sharpen their production skills to meet the different criteria. So for example, for one competition, we had 60 seconds, another competition was 20 seconds, another competition, it was 90 seconds. And some competitions they want to do uh, to, to submit a, a written application in addition to your video submission. And so that gave us the opportunity to stretch and improve our pitch so that next time when we're invited to pitch, whether it's live, whether it's by video, whether we have to have something that goes to accompany that video, we have already started and we were doing it in a time where people were either working from home or working on pause that is not working because of COVID. You said one pitch was based on the number of votes yes. to advance to the second round. Yes. Did they share with us how many votes we got? No. Did they share with us how many votes the people got who got advanced to the next round? No. Shistiness. So again, it boils down to someone's or a group of people's opinion or feelings and they choose who they want it's not a large group that's viewing it maybe it is but it's still based on their perception so when we make our own pitch competition which we're doing then we can set the rules when i make a pitch competition for small businesses or for people to get scholarships it's going to be gangster and it's going to be straight into the point just like our interviews are or our job application when you come. It's going to be to the point. I'm not going to ask you to write all this extra stuff and try. She might. I'm not. I'm going to be straight to the point. This is a pitch competition. This is what it's about. This is what you need to submit. Because if you're pitching and you run a business, the first thing I'm going to take into account is I do not want them spending a whole lot of time away from their business to send me this information to possibly win. When I know if there's, let's say there's a first, second, and third place, only three people are going to walk away with something. Right. Right? And the question is, are they going to walk away with enough of something that compensates them for the time that they put into it? Think about that. The next time somebody want, you want to apply for a pitch, the time you, like, it's the, like those RFPs we talked about in the episode. You spent all this time with another firm to go through this RFP and do this to do a proposal for some potential work, right? Days, hours, all these Zoom calls. I am Zoomed the F out. Like, zo- zoom, zoom out. Don't Zoom in on me anymore, right? 
I am zoomed out with that. And it's like, you put in the time, you put in this, and I'm like, I'm here, I'm supporting you. I'm even gonna jump into your shot. I'm supporting you so much, right? But when I look at it from a time perspective and from our business and the people on our team and the people who are gonna join our team, when is enough enough for you to invest, and I'm speaking in general, not you, people to invest time in these competitions or these applications to get more money? And if you think about it, if you really think about it, the same time you put into filling out all that paperwork or that online application or to stand there and pitch somebody, could you have taken that same amount of time and went hard on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn and DM people and reached out to people and secured the same amount of business or maybe more without putting the time into that pitch? Could you have taken that same amount of time and put it in something else that would have generated that revenue for you. So Salt Bay. Well, I'm not salty. Come on, Salt Bay. I'm salty. I'm let, me salty. Bring, let me bring it back. Because we were... I, I just dropped mad knowledge. Like, the, you spend three, four, ten hours, ten hours, days doing an RFP, and then you're like, they're like, oh, we didn't choose you because you weren't the lowest responsive bidder. First of all, newsflash, I'm not going to be the lowest bidder. You can't get a Bentley for the price of a Camry. It just does not work that way. You can't tell me you want to pay the cheapest price, but you want to get the best service. What the f smoking? It doesn't work that way. Because if I went to you, proposal person or RFP person, I said, listen, I want you to give me your best service for the cheapest price for me. Are you, you're going to be like, Wally, get the hell out of here. So why the hell are you asking me to do that with our businesses? Why do they do that? And here's the better part. Why do we as business owners allow that to happen? What everybody should do is when the RFP comes out, be like, I ain't messing with it. Because how many times have you gotten phone calls from agencies who put out RFPs and they said, nobody has bid on it. Please send me a bid so we could do something. Well, we do work with that agency, so I can't put them on blast. No, not them. I'm saying other But ones. it does happen. It happens. It right? happen. They put out a bid and then nobody responds. And then they, they reach, they start calling. They start emailing. Can you, can you, would you like to submit a proposal? That's what you need to figure out. How do you get the upper hand? Who wants to be the lowest responsive bidder? Bring the, it back. The lowest. Let's bring it back. So we're talking about rejection. I knocked the salt and off. We talk about these competitions. Reject the rejectors. That's my new shit. Reject the re Beep that out. Reject the rejectors. So with the competitions that we were not selected to advance in, we did repurpose some of that content, did we not? And so even though we may have created it, in response to one competition, we came back and then we were like, um, we can use this on Insta, we can use this on LinkedIn, and it helped us in targeting prospective clients. So it's, it wasn't all for naught. I'm not saying as, it's all for naught. As I said, when we look at the etymology of the word, the act of throwing back. So we threw it back. <laughs> you should have threw it. You should have threw it. It's 100. I got an RP sitting on my desk now for the soapbox. And we're going to finish it. 190 pages. And you're going to finish it. I'm not saying I'm going to finish it. I'm saying you're going to finish it. Who the hell's going to read 190 pages? The person that's going to get that $3 million from that contract. Uh, but the question is, this is where people get it twisted also. It's not the dollar amount of the contract. It's your margin amount in the contract. I don't give a damn if it's a $100 million contract. If my margin is 0.5%, I ain't making much. If my expenses exceed that, you got to think about the percentage on the mar What are your margins? 
But it's if you don't read all 191 pages, you won't understand the full scope. I might you not won't the, understand the intricacies, and you won't understand that the gotchas that the agency includes. Right. So which, you need to read which is why all I might 191 not read 190 pages. Because when I get to page 25, and they talk about all this little penny annie stuff, I'm like, that ain't for my business. Okay. That ain't for me. That's fine. Right? You say I got to show up on the third Thursday when the, the sun is at its highest peak and I got to wear an orange shirt with tie-dye on the back or you're going to penalize my company because I didn't show up that way. What? And then let's talk about... But if you kept reading to page 27, you would have read where there's an allowance that you can put in for those third Thursdays that you have to show up so that you can counteract that potential fee, those potential fines. And then when you get to page 28... It says, yeah, you can get that allowance if you write a 20-page letter and describe the hardship you're going to have if you have to wear that shirt on the third Thursday at the sun at its highest The moral point. of the story is read the contract documents in their entirety so that you understand the scope and put your team and your business in the best position to win with the best margins that will work or to make a best bid, no bid decision. One last thing. Because and why? to spend your time wisely. Yes. Anyway, so just to bring it back to rejection really quickly. You know, we're married. In case you all don't know, we're married. And we run two businesses. <laughs> Am I about to get rejected on the podcast? You're not about to get rejected. <laughs> but in preparing for today's podcast, you know, oftentimes when people talk about rejection, they talk about rejections in relationship. Yeah, I, yeah, they do. Um, Because it hurts. I mean, when I go to my go-to study source, the Urban Dictionary, almost all of the top definitions for rejection had to do with relationships right and so even if it's not in business don't take relationship rejection as the end it could be throwing it back that maybe there's someone who's better suited for you or we're not gonna tell any we're not gonna tell the tale about how some people might initially reject you and then come back to you oh those are so sweet those are the best you know what I'm talking about, audience. They reject you or something you tried to do. And then maybe years later, months later, whatever, days. And then they come back. And then they try to be all like a little sly about it and act like the first thing didn't happen. And then they, they want you to come back. Or mm -hmm. they want you to be part of their team now. Mm -hmm. Or whatever the case, they want to do business with you now. Mm -hmm. But here's the best part. Be the bigger person and still do it. And don't even mention that they drew you down in the beginning or they rejected you just accept it and keep it here and be the bigger person in it always works out the best that way right and that's whether it's in a personal relationship whether it's in a business relationship whether you apply for a job and you get rejected especially in business be the bigger person absolutely 100 percent. and i want to leave you on a high note i want to leave you with some motivation um when you think about rejection, know that it's not the end. Um, we recently got some feedback from the podcast and somebody said, I really like that it's kind of spiritual. You know, they can they don't kill it, but it's spiritual. Biblical references biblical that you were references. dropping in here. John well, 316. I'm going to take us out with one biblical reference. When I think about rejection, there's Psalm 118 verse 22. It says the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. So just to could create the context. The stone, say the stone, the stone the builders, the builders rejected. rejected has become the cornerstone. Oh, that's gangster. What's up, app? Dude applied to work at Facebook, got rejected, built the app, 
Facebook brought it for him for billions of dollars, and now he's chilling. He became the cornerstone of his business because they rejected him and didn't take him in. The builder rejected the stone. That's biblical. Preach on. That's Preach biblical. on. So just to give you context, in biblical times, people would go to quarries. Builders would go to quarries. That is a place where they had rocks, and they would build, pick out the best rocks. And those best rocks would be what they use for the cornerstone because you want your buildings to have steady foundation. And if you didn't pick a good cornerstone, that meant that your building was apt to be lopsided or shaky. We don't want your buildings on shaky ground. We want your buildings on firm foundation, not on shaky grounds. So the best rock went towards cornerstones. But in this particular reference in Psalm, the book of Psalms, the builders didn't like the stone. They're like, mm, let's throw it out. It's foreshadowing Jesus. I can hear you, my son. I have always been listening. If you're Christian, savior. So what the builders rejected is what ultimately is the foundation for the belief system of Christianity. So know that even in rejection, if you're firm, if you stand on steady ground, you can be a cornerstone for your family, for your business, and for, for your future success. So don't let rejection knock you off your block. Remember, it's the act of throwing it back. So throw it back so you can win. Anything you want to close with, Coach? I got nothing else to say, but you, you took it to church. I got nothing else to say. Man. Well, thank you for stopping by, Commerce and Chill. I am Jessica Johnson, Coach. I'm Waleed. We thank, appreciate your time today. Remember... Subscribe and tell a friend to subscribe because we like Mr. Volquez. We want him to stay for a long time. Jesus, this guy's going to have a complex after working. Nah, here. he's good. He's talented and there's a spot on the team for him. We refuse to reject him. Um, hit us up. Give us feedback. We really do um, like your feedback. We like the notes. So let us know. And remember, feedback is not required. You're not entitled to it, but we welcome it. And we welcome you to come back to the next episode. So thanks for stopping by. We'll see you soon. Peace.